Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Hi everybody, this is Kate from This Podcast is Haunted. Uh, Jen is still in the process of graduating. Uh, When this episode comes out, she will be two days from actually walking across the stage, so everybody throw her your best love. I am sitting here outside of our normal studio. We are on location. I'm here in beautiful Door, Michigan with Reverend Rosemary Lely-Veld. We are also here with uh, Virginia, who is of the Listening at the Fire, uh, Conversations at Fountain Street Church, as well as Super Hungry, the podcast, Conversations with not so starving artists. Oh my god, yes! Thank you so much for having me. This is my first psychic reading, so I'm I'm so excited. excited. Yeah. So we're we're speaking uh, with Reverend Rosemary about what it is to be a psychic and and the sort of ways that it's impacted and influenced her life. Rosemary does call herself a psychic medium. She covers spiritual counseling, ministry services, life coaching, mentoring, and energy work. So we are in for a really proficient and and well thought out time. So Rosemary, when did you realize that you had extrasensory abilities? When I realized it and like really like it clicked and I'm like, oh, okay. I was my late, late teens, but looking back, I had the ability my whole life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I got to my late teens, that's when I started to understand things were a little different. But even then I didn't really start putting it all together until like my 30s. But my grandmother, when I look back, she taught me a lot of things and I didn't even know I was learning, so. Did she also have extra sight? I believe she did, yes. Our family, it it's genetic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my cousins, my siblings, yeah, kids. So it, it really, your, your kids as well. It really does run in the family. It really is a genetic something that is hereditary right how would you describe your abilities Uh, what happens internally when you're getting extra messages what happens internally that's a very interesting question and i'm not sure that i'll be able to completely put it into words but i'll do my best my vibration changes the pressure in my body and in the room changes it's imagine stepping into cobwebs if your whole body's walking into cobwebs i know exactly what you mean sometimes when i feel something's coming it'll feel like i have cobwebs on my face Mm -hmm. i'm so sorry i just i've I've, i very rarely hear other people describe it like that that's the best way to describe it and then i actually um see hear and feel so it's not always the same You know, every time is different. It just depends on what I need to know and what's going on. So that's the best way that I could put it is the vibration changes. I get the static, the cobwebs, and it's it's when I feel energy, it's it's like pressure. I completely, completely, completely understand. Perfect. Uh, I do not, I, I have not built up that sort of stuff. I usually stop it (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh but for people who who have that those abilities and that that extra vision um it it can be very powerful has it impacted your life in more positive ways or in more negative ways or or any or both it's a little bit of both and i'm i just want to say that we all 
have those abilities and it's just do we choose to embrace them or we don't but we all have these abilities so it's really important for me just to clarify right now I do not say that I'm gifted or I have these gifts or it's all about I have these abilities and this is what I do with them and so I don't really stand apart from anybody else you know we're all just in this world trying to get through but we all have these abilities so it's kind of like do you want to embrace them or you want to be like how you are Push it, push it down. down. Yeah. So I already can. I just, I just love you wildly. <laughs> I just say, so you know, <laughs> you, I am devoted. All right. So tell me more. Um, when you're going throughout your life, what ways has it been a hindrance or a help? All right. So I also am a physical empath. This means that I have the ability to feel energy. I can feel people's emotions. I can feel illnesses. I know when somebody is talking about me, even if they're not here. Mm -hmm. And I know when somebody is lying to me. So when I'm sitting across from somebody or hanging out and they're like completely lying to me, that's kind of a hindrance because I'm not going to call you out because you must need to say what you're saying for a reason. I'm going to respect that. And it usually, you know, one lie leads to another and then it, it opens. And then when people are talking about me, I can feel that. That's a little... A little bit of a hindrance because believe it or not I'm the kind of gal I wear my heart on my sleeve so um, it makes me feel bad I'm like well what what did I do to make this person talk about me or mm-hmm. how can I fix it mm-hmm. or you know although I'm getting better because it's just you know we all have our own paths but so I would say that aspect has definitely been a hindrance some of the pluses when my kids were a little younger um, my daughter and her friends you know where I'm gonna she's having a sleepover and they thought it would be a good idea to go sneak out. <laughs> so I just went into the room and I said, look, I yeah, hope you guys aren't thinking about sneaking out. And their jaws all dropped because they're like, how did she know? Your poor kids having a psychic mom. Yeah. or And it was mostly my daughter. Like her, her guides would tell. And I'd be like, so what party are you going to? And she'd be like, oh, I guess I'm not going to the party. <laughs> but then there's other times where I can't get squat for them. So I think, you know, now that they've gotten older. But that's some of the bonus. And then also making some decisions, you know, just little things. You know, I... Do not get the winning lottery numbers. Nope. That's a shame. <laughs> it is a shame. But, and here's the thing, you know, the and this is not my words, but there was a guy, a mentalist, and he described it perfectly. And He said lottery numbers are computer generated. Mm-hmm. So you're taking out the human aspect of it. Right. So believe me, I have tried. I won't <laughs> lie. <laughs> I've tried. Um, yeah, so... Uh, just being able to be in tune with some things have helped me make decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, on the flip side of knowing when people are talking about you, well, yeah, it bothers me. But then I'm like, okay, well, this person is probably no longer necessary in my life. Right. You know, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. That's the hardest part about growing up is letting some people go. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, having a little bit of extra insight might help you with what is otherwise probably the thing that has caused me more strife in my adult life than anything else. I mean, like, I think that would be a boon, really. It hurts, but mm-hmm. if it helps you learn the lesson, right? That's true. That is true. Friendships, hard. Oh, absolutely. And we fight. We fight to keep them. And we don't know why. And then after 
maybe a year or two were like, oh my gosh, why didn't I just let it go? You know, and it's interesting because when I do readings for people, sometimes I'll perceive protective energy. And a lot of times, so Archangel Michael, he's one of our big protectors. He'll put energy up around us. And sometimes people in our lives will go missing in action. And we're going, okay, what the heck? Why? What happened? And you know what? It's because energy has shifted either you or they are going through something that, you know, that friendship or relationship is just it's not cohesive to where you're supposed to be or productive and you know sometimes realizing that okay there's a reason that this is happening and I just need to let it go but I think human nature is we're trying we try to hang on for various reasons uh, familiarity I love you it hurts to say goodbye senses of loyalty senses of loyalty absolutely so so as I've gotten older, I've learned, you know what? I don't fight against that current as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm still sensitive, you know. Yeah. I'm human. And I think a lot of times people forget that a psychic or, you know, mediumship or even ministers are human. I think they look at us like, oh, you have some universal secret. You know something that the rest of us don't know. It's like, mm I don't have all my shit together either. So, Yeah. Nope, there's no universal secret. I'm not withholding anything from you. (laughs) I really wish there was. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It would. Like, it'd be something that you could just turn off all the bullshit if you knew this one thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Damn it. All right, we'll pack up the show. We're done here. (laughs) So, in in terms of help and hurt and, and, and the things that you've gone through in your life, who do you hear from about your own life and 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 your guides you were you were talking about guides and archangels and mm-hmm. uh those around you and and that's a very personal question so feel free to tell me to take a hike uh you do not have to answer but i'm just i'm always curious about you know who's around you prominently around me is my spirit guide mm-hmm. his name is Pawanich. he's a native american do you know the tribe uh, uh, I believe that it's Sioux Lakota. Okay. And um, it's very interesting. So going back in my early days, I wanted to know who my guide was. So I'm like, okay, who who are you? What is your name? And so uh, what he did was he showed me the images of each letter so that I could understand it. And then I'm like, okay, so it's P-A-W-A-N-I-C. I'm like, how do I pronounce this? What is it? Well, my husband is well-versed in Native American culture. And um, anyway, so we knew that the N-I-C was niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I was able to um, find an elder uh, out, I believe, in the Arizona area. And I told him, like, this is the name. And he knew immediately that it was a very old Lakota Sioux language that isn't spoken anymore. And each word, pa, wa, niche, all means moon. So it's kind of like three moons, which is very interesting because my whole life, I've always like loved the moon and everything about it. Right over your shoulder, actually, there's, it's a disc and it has a, a painting and it's both a full moon and a crescent moon on 
it's I I want to say it's a starry night, but it might also be snow because this is Michigan. So right, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's lovely. Looking around your space, we're in her beautiful. Would you call this your office? Yeah, or? this is my office. It's my sacred space. It's lovely. So we've got um, a beautiful altar here, lots of natural influences throughout the room. The room itself is a gorgeous lilac. And we have all sorts of, what did you call them again? Witch balls. Witch balls. They're, they look like beautiful blown glass uh, orbs hanging from burlap uh, twine along with bundles of, it almost looks like old-fashioned broom mm-hmm. sticks. And then we have some turkey feather and it looks like some raven feather yep, uh, it's wands. A, it's a sage wand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful Thank you. Uh, space that you've created. It's eclectic. It's very comfortable. It has a very, like, walking into the space, you're like, oh, okay, I can relax in here. I hear that frequently. I'm Everybody's sure. pretty comfortable. And at ease. And at ease, even regardless of some of the weird things that I have in here. I love weird. So, <laughs> yeah. I also love all the Ghostbusters stuff. Uh, yeah. That's your husband. That is it? my husband. Absolutely. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I, I, won't, I won't stop you. Uh, I think we can kind of jump in to we're going to do a quick reading well actually it, can, it does not have to be quick it can be as involved as you want so uh, i'll have you turn your attention to virginia in whatever way is appropriate all right virginia you ready been sitting so sweet and quiet I'm so, this is the most quiet i've ever been to anybody that knows me is probably like either you edited out some of her stuff because she talks or we're just pretending she's there or yeah, or it is. Are you like piping me in from another room? No, I'm just like I'm trying to absorb. I'm very like my emotions right now are just I, in a good way, positively overwhelmed because of kind of just trying to listen and, and learn. And I do work in ministry at a pluralist institution, so the interfaith is very connected to the way that I, if at all, practice would and do practice. Um, as is like the connection to nature, because I mentioned that on the last time we recorded together. Oh, so of course now the neighbors are gonna mow the lawn. I know. Yeah. I I want to say first off, I love that we're going to demonstrate a reading in this process, um, because that's something that I've been wanting to do, and I actually wanted to do. I wanted people to bring me like somebody I had no idea who was coming, who they were. Um, oh, good, because I did not tell you about Virginia at all. No, so I'm, <laughs> I'm really ha- happy about that. So, oh, good, because I feel yeah. like I'm just flying by the seat of my pants these days. All right. Uh, this feels very last minute, so I'm, I'm glad. Okay, great. All right, so Virginia, I am a psychic medium, meaning that I can connect with your angels, your spirit guides, loved ones that have crossed over. And then the psychic part means that I pick up information about past, present, future cool. situations that are going on in your life. Uh, I like to incorporate these guide cards and... And um, it helps energy flow. And you're also putting your energy into our time together. So if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to have you shuffle these until you feel compelled to stop. And then I will have you pull a few cards and then we'll get ready. And what I like to do is give you the information that I have for you first. So um, that's generally how I work. I will say if you go to see a psychic or a medium and they're asking you questions, oh, why are you here? Who do you want to hear from? You need to get up and walk away because that's not how it's supposed to work. You're coming to see me, so I'm supposed to tell you why you're here, right? So 
keep that in mind, everybody that's listening. Because unfortunately, there are some people out there that are, you know, they fish or whatever. And then, of course, you have like uh, people that are famous. Um, I don't even need to say their names. but in, And then you have the skeptics and blah, blah, blah. So I also do phone readings. I will mention that. So I don't have I don't have a visual a lot of times because I do phone work for people all over the country. Um, I also just want to let you know if you see me looking past you or around you, I'm not trying to be rude, um, but sometimes the energy just takes me in different areas. So um, I'm a little weird. I do that and I don't normally have people speaking to me when I do it. I just zone out like a dick. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to have you take six cards out of the deck anywhere that feels good to you. There's no right or wrong and there are no bad cards. They're just merely messages. Okay, so before we turn over the cards, I want to share some information that I have with you, and then it'll be interesting to see if the cards match up to some of the things that I'm sensing. So the first thing that I need to talk about, there is a woman in spirit around you. This woman feels maternal to me. So mother, grandmother, that's the energy that I get with her. So I don't know if you know who she is at this moment, but I just have to acknowledge that she's kind of like on standby, and she needs you to know that she's around. And then, very strongly, I have a male in spirit that is stepping forward. And I don't know if this is dad or granddad, um, but it definitely has like that masculine feel. With him, my chest feels heavy, so I don't know if he had heart or lung issues. There is a difficult time breathing. Um, but that's corrected now. But anyway, I have to acknowledge that he is nearby. I have to say that he wants you to know that he is not going to miss out on anything. And he needs you to know that everything is going to be okay. So I don't know if you have some health concerns surrounding your pregnancy or not, but he's letting you know, listen, everything's going to be fine. And he tells me like your miss worry works. So if I have an issue, I can call you, look, Virginia, I have this going on. Can you please worry for me? Like, mm, yeah. And then I don't have to worry but he says that you worry too much. And so he wants you to know that everything is going to be okay. He's also tugging on his ear. So for me, that means he heard you. So I don't know if you whispered into his ear or you're just talking to him now, but he wants to acknowledge that he hears you. And I don't know if you write poetry or if he wrote poetry, but I feel something, there's an author who writes poetry. And even if it's just for yourself, it doesn't have to be published. Does that make sense to you? I'm... Yeah, sorry. Okay, and you don't even have to go into detail. Yeah, no, there's okay. definitely connections. Okay, yeah, just not. So yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, sometimes it helps if you acknowledge, yep, that's right. And yeah, and we don't. you don't even have to give me information about it. So I need to just acknowledge that poetry. And I don't know if you were the one who like wrote his eulogy, stood up and spoke or uh, whatever kind of tribute that you gave to him, but he wants to acknowledge that and thank you for it. And it's interesting because I keep seeing like a sacred space, but I don't feel like it's really in a cemetery. Um, So I don't know if you have like an outdoor garden area with like a little, you know, one of those little placky things and like some flowers, but I just am, I'm getting that image. But anyway, so he wants you to know that he's around. Now, I also keep hearing one out of four. So I don't know if you're one out of four kids or if he's one out of four kids or how that fits, but I see that as well. And then I also have to acknowledge this month as being significant. I see white roses around May. So for me, when I see white roses, that signifies a birthday or an anniversary. It could be an anniversary of a wedding or a passing, but somehow there's a May connection somewhere. So I have to talk about that. 
also, he keeps showing me, I don't know if, okay, so it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if people went through his belongings like a little later after he left, like we didn't do it right away. And now I feel like maybe people are struggling, do I keep this, do I not keep this? And he's like, that's not who I am. So like, don't have any guilt that there's something you need to part with, it's okay. And you know, like it's a pile of lint, right? Or whatever, that's how he feels about that. And I have to acknowledge that. I also have to talk about a younger male in spirit that's with him. So this is somebody that I see as like a contemporary to you. So like an equal. So I don't know if this is like a brother or somebody that was like a brother. Can you understand that? Um, I get like a really odd sensation in my neck. So I don't know. If you don't know who it is, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Don't know. All right. Well, then I'm just going to ask him, um, unless he can share more specific information just to um, be on standby for right now. He he may be a message that you pass along to somebody. Okay. All right. So now he's getting a little more specific. So I just have to acknowledge him. So then that way he can move on. Kind of like message received. Thanks. So he takes responsibility for his own passing. I don't know if he hung himself or shot himself, but I get a weird pressure like in my neck and he didn't get to say goodbye or people didn't get to say goodbye. And, Whoever he's connected to, those people are upset about that. But he needs to say, like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Please don't worry about me. Like, and verbatim, I fucked up when I was here. And, and now I'm, like, fixing things up. And I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, maybe he's a message you're going to pass. But thank you for sharing that. Um, sometimes they're persistent and they come in. And so you may run into somebody that had somebody that knew somebody. I don't know how it works, but it just does. Um, so I have to acknowledge that. But anyway, so yeah, and the the guy over you, he was nice enough to allow him to step in. So it must it must have been you know needed to be said. But anyway, I'm being shown that you have some decisions coming up. It's actually almost like a purging feeling. Does that make sense to you? Like you're getting ready maybe to release some things or somebody like let something go, and um, it's kind of like a you've been fighting the current I don't know if you've like hidden an aspect of who you are and how you feel um, it, it feels pushed down and you're in a place where it's coming out now and you're feeling like you're ready to purge um, some of these things that no longer fit into who you are and he wants to acknowledge that he's proud of you for that also I he shows me that there's maybe one or two people that maybe naysayers like um you can't do that or that will never happen and he's like you know what don't listen to those people because on the contrary you're doing beautifully I have to acknowledge that one of your guides is stepping forward and I'm seeing that you have like in-service theme. That's one of your paths here. So I don't know how you, I know I won't lie, you guys talked about like the church on Fountain Street. I don't know your affiliation or what you do there, but I feel like that's part of like your in-service. Your guides also show me that you are a healer and a sorter so people come to you and they're like oh my god and you like okay you know I hear you I see you and now this is what you need to do so they come to you and you give off this healing energy and then you kind of sort them out where they need to go so that also is one of your themes you know it kind of all umbrellas under the in-service so never ever doubt the difference that you make because he, 
the guy, he's telling me that sometimes you're like, why am I even here? Do I even make a difference? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so he wants you to know that. Now, I keep seeing some amethyst in his hand, like little amethyst chips. They're kind of like that purple. Um, that represents like uh, calming, healing. But it also talks about like third eye chakra energy. So you must be intuitive in your own right. And maybe you haven't embraced that aspect of yourself. But with your pregnancy, I need you to know that that part of yourself is going to crack open and so this is kind of like a heads up so when you're feeling a little freaked out he's giving you the amethyst and he's like use this it will help you so I don't know if you vibe with crystals or I'm a crystal junkie because they're shiny yeah and you know so they're all it's all energy from the earth but anyway so he's talking about that also I keep seeing conflict he's showing me conflict so I don't know if you're butting heads with your mother or a woman has a whole other podcast to get into <laughs> okay um, well and i won't even go into detail but i just have to say let it roll off your back don't take it personally because it's not your fault and number one you can't fix it and it, number two it's not your job to fix it okay so um sometimes you have to step away and put a little distance there and there's you know it's okay like it's not your job and he wants to acknowledge that now he also keeps showing me like the story of noah's ark i have no idea how that fits in for you but that's i feel like maybe it will resonate or maybe it doesn't but somehow it's going to come into play and i just have to acknowledge that um but anyway so a, a lot of love he gives to you he also says thank you so i don't know what you did to help him in his process and while he was here but he wants to thank you for that and it's interesting because he's moving around a lot and when i see somebody that's moving around a lot for me that's like look at what i could do like i am no longer bedridden or i am no longer physically crippled or I, I don't have this disability and oh my god it feels so good and I have to acknowledge that and you need to know that also I just have to ask you to make sure please that you pay attention to your heart in a physical way not like oh you're gonna have a heart attack or you have issues but I feel like to me, it feels like it's stress-related. So I don't know if you get the pitter-patters, your heart gets going really quickly. And so I just, you know, breathing exercises or grounding yourself or whatever that looks like. Because I just feel like he shows me you get yourself worked up and I feel it physically and then I feel like really poopy and drained after. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay, and so he's just saying you don't have to let it get to that point where you're like, <sighs> you know. And also, I'm supposed to tell you it's okay for you to get mad. And so I don't know if you tend to push things down and you're like, oh, I'll just go with the flow. But he's like, it's okay for you to have your voice. It's time for you to have your voice. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a knockdown, drag out fight with somebody. But sometimes you have to say, you know what? You're not putting that shit on me. End of story. So keep that in mind. So now that I've yammered a lot, let's just quickly flip over the cards. And if you want to help me, um, that's fine. There, I, there's no like pattern or anything. 
And keep in mind again, no bad cards, just merely messages. So I want to first address the death card because somebody might look at it and go, oh my God. But in truth, what that card is telling you um, and you've selected it, like something is changing or coming to an end. And I think this was some of the purging that we were talking about um, in the beginning. And so your guides are just acknowledging that. And some of that might feel painful or difficult, but it's time for you to make these decisions. Uh, I feel like you've been putting things off and like now's the time. You got to take the bull by the horns and releasing things or people that don't work for your energy anymore. You're opening up opportunities for new and better things to come to you. So keep that in mind. It's funny because Archangel Michael, we were just talking about that dude a little while ago. So he steps in with this card and this card indicates self-esteem. So that's a reminder. You need to love yourself. You need to nurture yourself and realize how important you are. So remember when I talked about like, you're, mm, do I really matter? Why am I here? Well, yeah, you really do matter. You have a lot to offer. Um, you're a perfect child of the universe. You came here on your own decision, you know, to incorporate this human life, to learn something. So there's a purpose. Your heartbeat, that's also a purpose right there in itself. This also talks about protection. The protection is around you. So remember when we talked about maybe people going missing in action. So the people that you're letting go of, let go. But trying to hang on. And then the judgment card, the higher self. This card is all about, look, you don't need to worry what anybody thinks about you, what they say about you. And I get it because I feel it too. And this is actually universal probably advice for the three of us. And it's really none of our business what anybody else says or thinks about us, right? And so this is a reminder, but I feel like this also indicates, remember when I talked about somebody saying, oh, you can't do that or that won't happen. That's what that is. And it's time for you just to flip them the bird so be it like look at me now mm -hmm. so that's what that card talks about the family card the holy spirit this just shows you that you have you're surrounded with people that love you also like not only physically here on this realm but also on the other side and you need to know like you are so loved the woman that I talked about the grandmother energy for sure I have no idea why but she's now showing me like a basket full of eggs I have I don't know if she did chickens or I don't know but she's got a basket of eggs so I have to acknowledge that and I always say I see feel it and hear it for a reason so and I'm like I'm just gonna blurt it because they're showing it to me but she's got a basket full of eggs and it's like a wire basket I don't know why so um, but anyway so you have family around you and then I'm also supposed to tell you from one of your guides that family isn't always blood and so um, hold those people even closer because that's a family that you created. Um, it's important and it will help you get where you need to go. And then you also have the energy of the Holy Spirit. Well, what can I say that resonates with you in a personal way, but just acknowledging that energy is there to lift you up. And then you also have the partnerships in love and the nature spirits. So I don't know if you are currently in a relationship or if you need to reconnect, but that's what this card is talking about, connection and reconnection. And if you look at the picture, it's a circle. So it's like, okay, we need to reconnect in a way, you know, so maybe, you know, you're going to work, he's going to work, whatever, um, and life is busy, but it's like, you know what, you have to have that connection. It's important. So don't dismiss it. 
And then you have another higher self card, which is epiphany. And remember when I talked about like, girl, you're cracking open. That's what this card is about. And you're going to have clarity, like those aha moments where you're going to have an understanding of where you're at and why you're here and what's going on. It's kind of, you know, remember that little secret I talked about? It's like you're going to be privy to some of that. So um, your your guides want you to know that. And then I just have to acknowledge that one of your guides, um, she's so lovely. Um, she's, I so I consider we have primary guides. They're with us from the time we're born to the time we go home. And then we have other guides that come in and out of our lives depending on what we're doing. But your primary guide is a sweet woman. And it's kind of interesting because she... Um, She's like over in England when she was alive, but she, uh, you know, I, forgive me, I'm ignorant when it comes to like history and all that, but she shows me she would have lived like during the Black Plague times. Um, but anyway, she's got like this beautiful black hair and her skin is like very porcelain white, like she's really pale, but she's got like piercing blue eyes. Um, her name is Abigail. So she just wants you to know that she's around. She's your primary guide. She's been here helping you. Um, I feel like she physically touches you sometimes, like a tap on the back or the shoulder. So I don't know if you've experienced that or not, but that's her. She wants you to know. Uh, so I just have to acknowledge she's here. So, all right. So now that I've yammered, this would be the time where I would say, okay, Virginia, what kind of questions do you have or, you know, anything that you would like to ask about or? Well, at first I feel like I want to just like say, because podcasting is not a visual medium, there were parts of that where Kate and I would, was just like silently crying because there were moments where just clearly there was a connection and so... First of all, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, that was awesome. Um, I guess the only real questions I have right now, and this obviously <clears throat> touches on a lot of the things you said, yeah, there was a complication with my pregnancy. It has since resolved itself, and you know there is still the constant worry of, you know, will it, it come up again? Am I doing everything I need to do? make sure that my baby's healthy and everything like that and so um i guess the only real specific questions i have are if you are seeing anything else if surrounding just sort of physical health in sort of what's going on stress your yeah. heart that's going to be a big one and i think that's why he was showing like we got to pay attention to that when this starts happening we have to find another way to deal with that I am not medically trained, right? Um, but I will say I don't know why. You need to avoid salt. Okay. And I mean that's like a no-brainer anyway. But yeah. I see I'm seeing it. So if I see it, I have to share it. And but I'm hearing that everything is going to be okay. You don't need to worry. You insert worry where it doesn't need to be, and rightly so because you did have some health concerns or whatever but I see everything being like it's going to be all right and um Abigail she's like you can create that too so you can choose what do you want to dwell on what happened or you're going to dwell on oh I know it's going to be beautiful and everything's going to be okay 
yeah, and nutrition is important for you as well. So just keep that in mind. Salt and nutrition and that whole stress factor. So no wonder the amethyst also comes into play. So, and maybe you need to, I don't know if you have had the opportunity to express how you felt about what happened or your concern or worry if you're like angry, but maybe you need to go outside and say to the universe, listen here, like, okay, enough and release. So, yeah. Yeah, so you need to do that. So we can't get fries on the way home, is what she's saying. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but no, it sounds like we cannot. <laughs> I don't think that. <laughs> you know what? Talk to Abigail. I'm just merely no, the messenger. No, that's totally fine. She's worried about me because I Buzz just off, said Abigail. yesterday or two days ago that my baby's going to come out shaped like a cheeseburger because <laughs> I've just been eating so much fast food. As soon as she said, you know, no more salt for you, I was like, man, I'm never going to make you dinner again. Like, I, I literally have to watch salt when I cook and I love cooking for other people so my practice when I cook is to other than salting like water for pasta I do not salt food because my palate is so overly salty that I just bring it to the table and I oh. use a lot of other seasonings so it's not I'm not just giving you like bland chicken right. like hey, to Oprah stuff. with no salt and pepper my daughter is like crazy salt garlic okay. salt I'll take a bite I'm like I know I have and she's to like, not what? do that because I love it so much so yep. that uh, that's yep, a you always one. have it on the side and then I do, do it. yep Abigail she sees it she's calling it like it is I love the thought of having a 1300s woman looking yes. out for you especially in this time of your life yes because if anybody knows about like bringing a healthy baby into a time of strife right somebody that lived during a time where there was not yeah. medical and advancement. I apologize for not knowing like the years and no that's history, okay but you don't know this about me because we haven't talked at all but I'm a history nerd in the extreme yes. uh, I work for a history museum and oh and my Atlanta so like you're actually singing my song right now the oh, Black okay. Plague is one of my well the initial run of the Black Plague in the third hundreds is like one of my favorite things to talk about and read about and so okay. like you like made me go oh. not when it got rebooted right. the original okay that's, that's right. I'm in the OG black plank now can I ask you a question please you said that our spirit guides are with us from the moment we're born to the moment we go home which makes perfect sense to me because I also believe that you know the summer lands is home and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, other people call it heaven that's fine Virginia is currently a vessel for another soul within herself. Mm-hmm. Um, Two sets of elbows in here. That's the grossest thing anybody's ever said. That's it's fine. Like, it's my favorite thing to say to people when they try to do or get me to do anything right now. I'm like, I'm growing more feet. What are you doing? And right? I just like... I hope you can feel the look. just incredible, <laughs> intense uncomfortableness. I really, I'm quite phobic about pregnancy. The fact that... Think about all the joints inside me right now. I really don't want to. You're making this worse. Squishing around. I think... His <laughs> head looks like a head now. I think about it. It's like, oh my God, that is like fucking magic. Yeah. Because how the hell... Like, wow, like, who designed us that like, this little egg with this little tadpole, and now there's a human growing? He's, like, pushing like, on my bladder right now, too, mm-hmm. so earlier before he started Dancing. talking. Yeah, well, he's done that in every ultrasound and stuff, too, now, so there is, like, he can hear my voice, he can hear the vibrations. Absolutely. When music is playing, he mm-hmm. dances more because he feels the vibrations through my feet. It is disgusting and miraculous it's, yeah it sounds both of those things it makes me want to cheese grate my skin off but i'm happy for you <laughs> my question is can you does is his spirit guides present with the mother as well 
or is that something that's kind of assigned once you hit the oxygen? Well, here's the thing. We we decide who's going to be our spirit guide before we ever incarnate into our human existence. Really? And usually our spirit guide is not like our grandmother or our dad. or It's usually somebody that we knew from a past life. It's rarely somebody from this lifetime. And for whatever reason, they're like, I'll be your guide while you go handle the shit. And next time you could be my guide or whatever. So there's a connection. That person must have some kind of knowledge to help you navigate through something that you felt that you needed. So I believe that it's assigned before baby ever comes into mama's belly. However, baby's guides are taking the back seat at this moment because this is about you and what right. you need to know. Because baby already knows everything. Right. And have you ever noticed when babies come out, they look... Like, talk about somebody that looks like they have a secret and they know what's going on. Have you ever noticed, like, babies, like, in the first few days? It's like, if you look in their eyes, like, mm-hmm, they know where they've been. It's like, there's still, like, this... Wisdom. Wisdom, this cognizance of, like, oh, yeah, here I am being a baby and I just left all of this. And then slowly we kind of forget it, but watch it's like they look like they're little old people right around the eighth month is when i think they really start to forget like not mm-hmm. like the eighth month of cooking right right like post post yeah post emergence mm-hmm. um when you watch babies and, and you get to kind of watch them stop being a potato which is like you know they just kind of like want to hang out that's what i call them too <laughs> Because we're friends. And that's, we were always meant to be friends. Yeah, I love it. So, so you can kind of watch them sort of uh, this shit again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. like uh, and People who listen to my show know that I do believe in reincarnation. And mm-hmm. I believe that children especially remember their Oh, heck lives. yeah, they do. Because they'll be like, remember when? Mm-hmm. Uh, my granddaughter, for instance, you know, so she when she was one or two. She'd t- tell us, I have a black grandma. And we're like, mm-hmm, past life. And, I mean, it's just interesting. And yeah. so she had, like, these little people, you know, like, little types, little people. And there's, like, this sweet little black lady. And she'd just carry her everywhere because that was her grandma. That's so touching. Yeah. And so she. it's funny how she, we remember aspects. Yeah. So, and as we get older, we tend to forget some of that. But once in a while, it will make itself apparent in fears, phobias. Um, I think or, that's why I'm so pra- afraid of pregnancy. Yeah. Or if you're drawn to something. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm And mad. even people. Even people, we tend to flock together, right? So uh, you probably have had a life, you know, we're part of that same soul group. Mm -hmm. So this is my last life just saying, because I ain't doing this again. (laughs) Right? You know, I am so done. I can appreciate that. I think, I think we're living in very hard times for souls right now. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's become very cold and it's... I'm right. I I'm not ready to die. I you know you know if somebody was like oh that Kate she's suicidal she's not she lives a grand life but sometimes I can feel tired. Yeah, it's not it's not a bodily sort of tired. Like I'm like oh no, shit I gotta go home and go to sleep. Yeah no no no. It's like my soul is needs a new backing. Yeah like, absolutely like, a, like an old tapestry. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoes that need new soles. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. No but like yeah. that's it's like yeah. it's like you have to like 
I'd put some real miles yeah. on this one. And that's, so that's one of the reasons I do what I do because I'm hoping, you know, so you, for instance, you guys are probably young enough to be my children. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully maybe just a tiny little bit of what I say to you today, you'll carry away and maybe you'll pass it on because our younger generations, they, they need that wisdom because you know what? We all know that shit's going to get rough and it's going to get harder and, you know, we we can't teach our children to live in a world that we grew up in. It's different. Yeah. And so hopefully we give them, like, some of these tools that spark a hope, that spark a divine. And it's kind of like casting the ripple. So I always say be the positive ripple in the pond yeah. of life. So one of my biggest hopes and my push to do what I do is that somebody will take away something that will carry on somewhere to like I can help leave the world in a better state you know like oh well you know what back in the 2000s there was this crazy psychic lady Rosemary and she used to tell people you know so I hope that in some way I can leave something positive for like the younger people yeah so I think that's marvelous yeah do you two feel like you've well, I guess can I can I turn my attention here for a second? Please. How do you feel about everything that you just heard? Was there anything that, I'm not asking you necessarily to like call out and be like, oh yeah, that was my pappy and yeah, uh, whatever you're comfortable sharing about sure. your reflection, I'd be very interested to hear. Um, because we're friends, but I don't know you so well, right? Yeah, that I would know. Oh, that's that's exactly this person, right? So for context, we just were on mic three days ago with each other for my show. Mm-hmm. We talked about something that's a little bit broad, but it's something called parasocial relationships, which is basically a one-sided relationship one could have as a fan with a celebrity, or uh, what we specifically talked about was the way that we mourn uh, the deaths of fictional characters that we have a parasocial relationship with. In talking about that, I mentioned briefly uh, in response to one of our guests, Michael, who his uncle died when he was young. He was uh, six, very so very young. I spoke about my grandfather, Karis, who died while my grandmother was driving. He asked her to pull over because his chest was hurting and he had a heart attack and died on the side of the road. He also had lung cancer, and so by the time he died, he had both a pacemaker and a defibrillator permanently attached into his chest. So when she specifically was obviously talking about an older male energy and then immediately went to the heart, that was when I immediately started crying Mm -hmm. um, because I was hoping, uh, even now getting teared up talking about it, I was hoping to hear from him. Because even three days ago, I told you that, especially at a very vulnerable part in my life, when I was deciding to leave the organized faith that I grew up in, that he was very much a part of, there was never any judgment of questions I have or, yeah, there was never, it was always an openness and a willingness to kind of just let me talk and process. And so it was really nice to know that he's still watching and paying attention and is proud of where I am because... It is different than where, you know, we would have started. Yeah. And so that uh, was delightful, but also immediately triggered me to, like, be silently crying because it just, you know, you hope you hear from someone. And then when you uh, realize that that connection 
is still very deep. That's delightful because he passed 15 or 16 years ago. Did the so. number 15 come up while you were talking? I don't think we, we mentioned Oh, okay. That, no. Maybe you told me the other day it was 15. Yeah. Because the whole time my head was like 15 years, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, about, I was about 15 or 16 when he died. I'm okay. 30 now. So. so the fact that, you know, he made a connection was delightful. Um, I think the older female energy is probably my great-grandmother, Virginia, who we were not super close, but because of that name connection, I could see her still kind of kicking around. The eggs, I think, is probably because she made homemade pasta for chicken noodle soup. You need good eggs for that. And you need good eggs for good dough. And so it was one of those things that I always really associated her with, not necessarily like eggs in a basket, but when you said that, she was very, like, of the land. She had, like, a garden, and, you know, it wasn't, I'm going to just go get chicken soup. It was, I'm going to make my broth from scratch. I'm going to make the noodles. No, you can't make the noodles because you guys are fucking up even though you're young. I don't <laughs> care because I care about the quality of the soup, and I just always appreciated her as just not only a namesake, but someone that I was fortunate enough to actually spend some time with before she passed because she was quite a bit older. Excuse me, I just have to say um, the reference to the eggs, even though that's how you're connecting them, I just yeah. want you to remember that because something else is going to happen with a, a basket okay. of eggs, maybe in connection with her. I mean, it's nothing okay. to worry about, but um, maybe she's, telling she's just get telling chickens. me. There's, <laughs> I just know that there's more. Okay. So even and I'm not trying to say, oh, that's no. not the connection because no, but yeah. clearly it's meaningful to you, and I don't want people to try and. Oh, well, this is what it was, but I just want you to know that there's something else with it. So when that becomes apparent, please let us know. Okay. Yeah, I would actually, we'll, we'll all be in the group later, yeah. so you can certainly share it with the group if you would be comfortable. Yeah. I know this is incredibly personal, and that's one of the reasons that I've been so hesitant myself at being read. So if if we continue talking to me and the people around me, guys, I'm going to tell you up front, I love you, but I don't owe you, and I might cut parts out, depending on what comes and and stuff like that. So, are are you comfortable continuing? Absolutely. You... No, I'm I'm great. In fact, okay, I'm so drawn to you in this moment, and so may I? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. But again, guys, I might cut things. I don't. I love you so much, but I do not owe you anything. And there's a lot of people that I might be having conversations with. So, ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The first thing that I'm hearing so strongly for you is number one, um, you need, there's like, you have some guilt that you need to release big time because it is interfering um, with your progress. And you are holding yourself responsible for something that does not belong to you. And you need to know that. It does not belong to you, and you need to release it. I do have tissues somewhere. Yeah, I put them back here. I didn't think we'd need them. What <laughs> happens when you think that you won't cry? Yeah. But, so I have to talk about that. Okay. Your yep. loved ones need you to know. I'm not sure where it comes from, but somebody's telling me you could not have changed the outcome or made a difference, and you need to know that it's not your fault. You couldn't have done anything differently. And it's interesting because they don't want to give me details as to who they are. I don't know why, but I'm going to respect that. And maybe part of it's for you. But you you need to know that you could not have changed anything. Um, my mental also, brain knows that. Also, I you had 
I won't lie because you had talked about trauma in your life. So we didn't discuss what, and I, I don't even need to go there, but I know that there's this inner child in you and you need to have a conversation with her. You need to be her hero. So if a child approached you today and said, oh my God, what would you say to that child? That's what I want you to say to your inner child. Have that conversation and make that connection. And sometimes verbalizing it or even visualizing it, it's a way to start that healing. And what I'm shown by one of your guides is like you like to push things down because you just want to get on with business. And one of the things about you is like you... You're so in tune for everybody else. Even if, you, you know, you could be on desk door and somebody call you up, okay, I need this. You'd be like, oh my God, I'll be right there. Like that's who you are. But you need to take a little bit of time for you. And it's okay for you to do that. And somewhere in your training or growing up, and I think also part of a society, women are put in a role, well, we're supposed to sacrifice. We're supposed to give everything up. But you know what? That's not necessarily true. We, we have to make sure that we fill ourselves up too because we can't keep pouring from an empty pitcher that's just not gonna work and so it's time for you to acknowledge that you need some healing um and it's interesting because you talked about this before but this guy is showing me you talked about like well you'll be a little verbal with your husband and you know that it's like safe zone but it's interesting because i see there's some kind of abandonment issue that you had growing up so sometimes it's like you know what you asshole son of a bitch blah 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 and then he'll still be there and you're like oh wow he's not like leaving running out the door so you have like this abandonment issue and we need to heal that. And I feel that some of this is tied to a past life. It's interesting because I see you as a young child and I see that um, you're like one of your parents, I believe, mother passed away. And then your dad, he's just like, well, here, you can go down, you know, see ya. I don't know what you're going to do, but this is what I'm doing. And so you've carried over some of that from a past life and it feels very fresh. So it may have been the lifetime before this one. So there's a little bit of that. And so sometimes understanding that and recognizing it, you're like, oh, and then you could break that chain. So I don't know if that makes sense to you, but your guides show me that. And also I'm supposed to tell you the abandonment, like that was no fault of your own. You didn't do anything. You, you, no, no, you didn't. You, you were a victim of circumstance and that's it. And now I'm hearing like, you're not a victim anymore because you are now a survivor. And that is the new term that you need to um, accept and portray yourself. I am a fucking survivor. I am a warrior. I am a goddess. And I am here and I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, and that's the process that you're in. And so no wonder, you. I noticed right away you have like this radio voice. It's like your voice is very sultry and sexy and you probably don't even like realize that, but it like you would be like, I love your voice. It's so suited. Thank you. Um, for radio. But anyway, so I have to talk about, okay, so did you lose a sibling? It was like a sibling. Okay. She was my best friend. Okay. She's the one I'm 
89% sure that she's the one telling you to let it go, that mm-hmm. it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll just, is, should I tell you? Or? No, not yet. Okay, I'm sorry. It's No, 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 it's okay. Okay. Yeah, it, that is definitely her, and I guess maybe, like, I wasn't supposed to know. I guess you had to say... She and I weren't talking. Okay. And... and okay. Well, she loves you so much. And she carried that love with her. And she she loved you up until her last moment. But you were not the reason that she left. She's patting herself. So she's taking responsibility for her passing. Can you understand that? Yep. And so nobody else is to blame. And she is truly sorry for it. Because she's like, I left such a big master of Mary. Girl, She yes. shows me people are, there's questions about her passing. I don't know. Why, but people, I don't know if initially there was like some kind of investigation or some weirdness about it. Um, but there, I feel like people were questioning or something. She shows me, but she's okay, like she made it to the other side. Um, I don't know why, but she's talking about Tom Petty. Uh, Does that make sense? Yep, okay. Um, yeah, and so she brings that up, but anyway, so she just she wants you to know that she loves you and it's not your fault. And she's she is sorry for what it's worth. She wants you to know that she sends you pennies too. So the pennies that you're finding or coins, those are coming from her. Pennies from heaven, time to start a pennies from heaven jar. Also, I keep seeing the month of January as being significant. Yep, that's when she died. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so she acknowledges that with white roses, like I talked about earlier but anyway so she wants you to know that she is with you but she's she's kind of feisty and she's got like a jokester attitude she's like tell her i'm with her but i'm not like spying on her when she's in the shower or taking a shit like okay um but verbatim that's the kind of gal she is she's so funny and um but she's with you often she likes to ride in the car with you shotgun that's what we did and so when you feel that energy know that that's when her soul is stepping in close and then also i keep seeing canvas so i don't know if you're a painter or she's a painter she was a painter okay she wore canvas shoes all the time okay yeah and so it just she talks about that and again that's just more validation and then also I keep hearing something about travel so I don't know if you're getting ready to take a trip or you're thinking about it or you want to but you're like no I shouldn't or I can't and um, she's telling you to take I can't or I shouldn't out of your vocabulary because she's like you should and you can and she she wants you to know that and then I don't know who has ink for her like a tattoo um, <laughs> but she acknowledges that and um, Okay, and then this is probably going to sound weird, and I don't know why, but if I see it, I have to share it. I keep seeing Elvira, you know, Madam of the Darkness. I do. Whatever her name is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so Uh, I... Oh, sorry. you, you, You can validate after or whatever, but anyway, I see that, and sometimes they just show me little tidbits so that you can understand. I don't know why. Like I said earlier, I don't get to pick what comes. But anyway, so she wants you to know, like, I am good and we are good. And then she shows me there is no unfinished business between the two of you. That's something that you're imprinting and creating. She's good with you and there is no anger, no resentment. And she wants you to know that. And there is nothing but love. 
and you need to know that. She's like, I see things so much better, like where I'm at, because I don't have the human brain and the ego. And she shows me, like, she can be a bitch when she was here. Yup. She could be, like, hard to get along with. Like, if something was black and you told her it was black, she's just going to say it's blue because you said it's black. Um, just, yeah, she, feisty. And it's interesting, too. She, I don't know if she's buried somewhere. Or it's like her cremains or what's going on with that. Or if there's like some kind of, if people had an issue with what was going to happen. Does that make sense? And she's like, you know what? That It doesn't matter because that is not me. That was just my physical shell. So she's like, you could have threw me out in the fucking woods for all I care. And verbatim. But yeah, and so she's like, that, that doesn't matter. But she wants you to be at peace with her because she's at peace with you and but if you want to get mad at her first that's okay too but she just needs you to know that I am near you and I respect you and I love you and it's interesting because I don't know it's weird I don't know if you have like a three-year plan I don't know if that even makes sense but I see she shows me like three-year plan let her know like it's gonna happen like the ball's already been set in motion things are going to get so much better for you she says because you've had one hard knock after another after another and um she's like this is your year it's going to be so much better there also is uh, a woman that i get like an aunt energy so i don't know if you have an aunt that's passed over or somebody that was like an aunt um, and she is just stepping forward to let you know, like, hey, I'm here. I love you. I'm doing good. She keeps showing me a guitar, so I don't know where this fits or how it fits, but I see, like, a guitar. And it's interesting because with her, like, I get, like, a picture. Imagine, I don't know if you want to call it, like, you know, um, folk music or, but that's the vibe. And she's, like, so happy. And she wants you to know that she's good. And could you please tell everybody hello for her? Um, I feel like maybe she's been gone for a little bit, but she's still near. And it's interesting because she says that she sometimes will send you birds. And not like, oh, you hear birds outside, but like there's some weird thing going on with the bird, whether it's flying at your window or pecking at your door. But like that's her influencing the bird and she wants you to know. I'm glad to know who does that. That's her. I get birds a lot. I get a lot of birds. Okay. It's kind of funny because I'm not really into birds. Right? <laughs> but it's fine. Wow. You're in a house of birds. That's... I also raise birds, so I have more birds downstairs. Great. I have a baby cockatiel I'll show you before you go yes, that I'm please. hand feeding. Um, but anyway, so she, this woman, she steps through and she just wants you to know that she's there and then also somebody keeps making a reference to the movie the notebook i don't know why you, you know so i don't know where that comes into play or how so i don't know if you've ever seen it um if not maybe you should but i have to talk about that and then also i keep seeing kentucky i don't know how that fits for you but if you don't know what it is right now that's okay but there's something about kentucky i feel like it's ancestral so I just have to acknowledge that. And then also your friend, your sister, she tells me that you're getting ready to make some big personal changes. Does that make sense to you? And she says she's so proud of you. So I don't know what you're getting ready to do, but she's acknowledging it and she's letting you know she's gonna be with you every step of the way. 
And so you don't have to worry like, we got this and she's like got your back. So this is gonna happen with her assistance. And then also, this is really weird, but for some reason I keep seeing my first grade elementary teacher. I don't know how or why that fits, but I just have to acknowledge I see mine. So I don't know how that fits for you. Where did there's... you grow up? So, well, I went to elementary school over in Dearborn Heights, Michigan. First so, grade. And her name was Miss Krempa. Miss hmm. Krempa. I am a teacher. I teach for the museum, and I teach a lot of first graders and second graders. Okay. So that could be maybe. Yeah, it was just Find interesting. I seen her. And you know what? I can still remember what she looked like to this day, right? So we're going back like in, you know, late 60s at that point, you know, so we still have the short skirts and the hair's all done up and then, you know, like the exaggerated makeup. Yes. You know what? That's when they were doing eyebrows back then. These young girls think, oh, I'm so hip making my eyebrows, whatever. You know what? Mm-mm, bitches, we did that a long time ago. Eyebrows are actually old news. You want to take it all the way back to the Egyptian? There's some eyebrows. Right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so they just, they make reference to that and maybe because it's important what you're doing, the teaching. I don't know how that fits, but they gave me that image. So again, I have the rule if I feel here or see it, I have to acknowledge that. And then also, um, I feel like, and forgive me, but this is your friend. She's pretty like straightforward. I don't know if you like need to get rid of some things in your house. Like, I don't know if you have too much clutter. Yeah. But it's like, there. <laughs> you, there's, you got to. You need to make space for new things. So she just talks about like, girl, get rid of that shit kind of thing. And so she wants to acknowledge that. So um, she's in the fucking room. <laughs> and then also she laughs because she likes to play pranks on you. So when you're missing something, that's just her. She'll give it back. Don't worry. Fucking but it. it's just her to get your attention and she wants you to know that. Just know that there's nothing but love and there's no unfinished business. Tell her I miss her all the time. And she knows that she can see you, feel you, hear you. All you have, she's only a thought away. So all you have to do is talk to her. Um, it's just that physical divide. And she laughs too because she talks about like, you're the kind of person, like if you don't like somebody, um, she's like, Haha, remember when we would like avoid them like the plague or whatever. We, uh, we hated a lot of the same people. <laughs> and so she just, she makes a joke about it. and um, But she says that she's proud of you because you've gotten more to a point now where you, you have realized that it's okay for you to not like somebody, but to keep them out of your life. Like, you don't have to pretend like them or whatever. You're like, no, this just isn't working for me. I wish you well, but, you know, God bless you over there. And um, so she's proud of you because that's something before you would have been like, oh, yeah, hi. And now you're just like, yep, see ya or whatever. And so she wants to talk about your progress. And then also she says that um, I know that you talked about you're afraid of pregnancy. Um, but I... I definitely feel like there's one child at least in your future, whether it's um, biological or not. But what's the perfect number? And so um, somehow that's going to come into play. And she's when the time is right, she's going to help make that happen. Cool. Um, and she just she wants you to know that your story isn't over yet. It's not over yet. Just because 
hers has changed and shifted, that doesn't mean that like it's over. Like you have so much to offer and so much to do, but you're still connected. So the, your story together, that's not done. And so she needs you to know that. She also says, look, I know by the time you come home, like you're going to have more relatives over here, but you know what? I'm going to be pushing and I'm going to be the one to come and get you. So she wants you to know that. Um, she also visits you in your dreams too. And these yep. are not the disturbing dreams. These are the dreams where you're having a conversation. So she's just validating. Yes, that is real. <laughs> so she wants you to know that. Um, and then I have to talk about, I have a dog. There's a dog in spirit that I feel. And so I don't know if you have recently lost a dog or what the story is with the dog, but there's a dog in spirit that visits you frequently. Can you tell me what they look like? So I feel how I, how this dog is showing itself to me is more like I'm le it's leaning up against my legs. So it comes up to just below my knee. So I don't know if that helps with size, but this dog won't quit leaning on my legs. Um, and I see like big eyes and that's all. And I don't know why I can't see more, but I have to, I just have to acknowledge this dog is there. And it's like leaning on my legs, yep. likes to lean on my legs. That's Liberty. I like to get up, but the dog leaning on my legs. Always sitting on my feet, leaning on my legs. So, yeah. And, yeah. So just know, like, your dog loves you and visits you frequently. I also just, it's interesting because there's a male in spirit, one of your guides, a spirit guide, and he is stepping forward. And it's quite interesting because he shows himself to me. Okay. It's almost... He's got on a suit of armor and, but it's interesting because I don't feel like he's, he takes the armor off sometimes. I don't know what this means, but it's kind of like he has two sides to him. But so he, ha um, when I see the armor, it's kind of like I, I'm knighthood. There's some kind of knight. This was my job. But then he takes it off and he's got like this undercover job that he does. That, that nobody really knows about. It's almost like vigilante type. Um, it's almost, he. it's like this Robin Hood vibe. Like I come across this way, but I'm gonna, like he's still in service, right? And his name's Galbraith. And so he just wants you to know that he's, I don't know who he is, but it's interesting how he's got these two sides. And um, he's really good with like wielding a sword. He's great with horses. Um, but his name is Galbraith. Yeah. That and, name resonates and I don't know why. Well, it's because he's your guy. Well, I guess, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, just like, I, I know that name. Yeah, and so anyway, he just, he wants you to know like he's your primary guide um, and it's interesting because you are also there's two sides to you one you present um, publicly and then there's another side that you can be behind the microphone and you know or with your friends so um, but anyway he wants you to know that he is there and I don't know why but he I, I feel like you connect with him when you're at the beach 
So I don't know if you tend to go to the beach and you're like looking at the water and the waves, um, but he's he is there with you. So know that. It's always, you know, when people meditate, some people picture themselves in a forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, oh, picture your safest spot. I'm always planted in the sand looking at the water. Okay. That's my safe space. Besides my car. Right. Okay. But I don't, I, yeah. Wow. So now do you have any questions? <sighs> okay, this one's kind of weird. Do you see my cat? He visits me all the time, so I figured he would be one of the surface things here. He is around, and it's funny because I'm hearing, well, you already know that I'm with you. Yeah. So. I see him all the time. Yeah. Um, We've talked about that on the pod before. My sister thinks I'm insane. I want to go steal his bones back, but I know. Sounds good. Thank you, but it is. (laughs) I don't know. You know what? My mom was cremated, and I wanted some of her ashes, and my sister's like, no, we can't open this box. It's like, you can't get it open, but now I know that I could have. And if I had the money to go to the cemetery and pay, it's like $200 with, like, to open, like, this niche with, like, this little tool. I bet you Edwin could do it. Yeah, just get you the tool. Yeah. Look on eBay, it's probably already there. Yeah, and, um, but I would like some of her ashes. Like, it wouldn't bother me at all to go get in there and just get a scoop. Yeah. And then put her back and, you know, so I don't, I don't find any of that morbid. Like, I'm you. My sister thinks I'm insane. I'm actually, like, I'm fascinated with different uh, rituals and cultures, how they honor the dead and what they do with the bodies. And if I was younger, and I didn't have, like, health issues, I would totally go into mortuary science. Are you familiar with um, Caitlin Donovan? No. She has a YouTube channel, and it's it's all mortuary sciences. Uh, she okay. wrote a book, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, and I might be getting her name wrong, but um, okay. she's she's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, fascinated with all of that, so I'm, like, morbid or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm a creepy girl. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, soft goth somebody just recently described oh me God. as and I was like oh yeah <laughs> I don't I don't know if I have any questions I every person that you talked about made sense to me so the hardest one is Rebecca we'll talk about Rebecca first Rebecca and I were best friends we did everything together we were always together um, but Rebecca was a deeply troubled person Um, And she screwed me a couple times, too. She was not always the greatest friend, but she died of a heroin overdose. Okay. She and I ended our friendship, and it was passive-aggressive on my part. We never talked about it. I just unfriended her on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have a great deal of guilt about that because I unfriended her in November, and she was dead in January. But she was using me to... I found out she had used me to buy heroin. And... We always promised ourselves, you know, like, whatever drugs we do, no fucking needles. Right. You know? And she couldn't keep the promise. Um, I recognized that she had a great deal of pain and that her life was, you know, if my trauma is Rebecca, Rebecca's whole life was trauma. Like, I had such a cushy existence. by, by But she also had every blessing in the world. She could pick up any instrument and play it. She was gifted. Like, truly, truly a gifted person. And it's like she had the chance to either be the biggest, brightest bonfire that would burn quickly, or she could have had steadfast light. And she chose the bonfire. And so Mm -hmm. she, but I was so mad that she overdosed. And so I've always said, like, when I get to heaven, 
I'm either going to hug you or punch you, and I'm not going to know what until it actually happens. Yeah. But I knew she would always be the first person I saw at the gate. Mm-hmm. You bitch. I miss you so bad. Also, completely unsurprised that she pranks on me. That's pretty standard Big Cleave behavior. I miss her every day. Um, who else came up? Uh, my dogs. We've had a series of great dogs. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that was Liberty. She was like the dog that raised us. Okay. And she she leaned on us, but not the way Major also really leaned on us. He was okay. a bow. Really, we've had some leaders. <laughs> oh, let's see that. They all, they all three of them passed in 2007. Your aunt. That's Judy. Uh, aunt Judy died also in a January. Um, she died. Same year as David Bowie, so was that 2016? So Aunt Judy was the brightest soul I ever met. The The instrument, I never saw her play guitar, but she she was musical. Okay. Um, and she was friends with my parents. She was my sister's godmother, but she was kind of our godmother, and she always took care of us. She remembered us in her will, which she did not need to do at all, but I was so grateful um, because she included me and not just my sister. And so it's nice that she's looking out. I'm going to pass that on to Maggie, too, because I think Maggie needs to hear that. Um, oh gosh, I feel like we just went through so much. Uh, am I forgetting something? I don't know about the Kentucky. I do think Kentucky's the most beautiful state. I've always thought that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I ever run away from home, that's probably where I'll run. Well, maybe it'll come up. Yeah, it might. What's your favorite drink? What's my favorite drink? Yeah, like what's your favorite liquor? Uh, whiskey. <laughs> that's yeah, Kentucky bourbon. That could be. That was the first thing I thought of because that not that that would have come up for me, but if it would have, it would have been like, oh, it's because you like bourbon. Yeah, like, that's, that's that's the only connection I would have had. No, that's fair. <laughs> what else came up? I can't remember all of it. Did I miss anything? No, but could I? Yeah. Turn my unofficial co-host hat on and just act so like, in the same way, like obviously. As we all mentioned, like this room is very open in terms of energy, and so it was almost immediate when you started sort of telling Kate like what you knew about her. You had almost the exact same reaction I did, which was just an immediate like weeping. Yep, I knew it would be Rebecca. We had so much unfinished shit. Do you? I want to just know what your process for feeling was, because I wasn't feeling any overwhelming positive or negative it was like the rush of emotion and energy was so close to my body that all I could do was like let it out of my eyeballs if that makes sense yeah it wasn't overwhelmingly positive or negative what did you feel it felt very physical so I if you ever watch me I'm very protective of my solar plexus like I kind of do this a lot uh I sorry I'm putting my hands over right underneath my chest uh and kind of above, well above my navel though, about my sternum. And it's, it's like somebody reached right through there and was like putting pressure behind my ribs, like, yeah. What like, chakra was that? That's the solar plexus. That's the solar plexus chakra. A lot of, and I'm not a Reiki master, I'm, but my sister is, so I'm a little familiar with that, but this this is like our self-center where we tend to hold a lot of things yeah. and uh, our self-worth, we store things there. It's kind of like, you know, imagine we're a squirrel, we store a lot of things in our solar, but it's really about self. Um, that's, 
you know, self-worth, self-love, guilt. Yep. Abandonment. I carry so much guilt about Rebecca. And, and the abandonment is such a cord. When you were talking about my past lives, without sounding like an asshole, I've, I can, how do I say this? I know what she looked like. The little mm-hmm. girl who got left. Mm-hmm. I see her. I can kind like just as a historian, I can kind of place her time period, mm-hmm. and I've 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 seen her before in my dreams. Mm-hmm. She's got dirty cheeks. Yeah, she is running around in the orchard, the mm-hmm. orchard, uh, and a mill come yep. up a lot. Yep. Uh, it's like there was a fire at the mill or something, and her father left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've dreamed about it before. Uh, thatched roofs come up uh, so that's that was it was it was shocking to I always just thought it was something I saw in a movie as a kid mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it was on some level or I I don't know but I've seen it before <laughs> the the night is also very fitting for me if you know me well uh, strong male companions are my every choice every time I'm, I I surround myself with great women uh, but for individual, like, hey, I need something, I'll go to a strong male. Okay. Um, so that makes sense. The armor even makes sense for me. Yeah, it's just really interesting. Um, I, I, I've, I've always known that I have a lot of past lives, but I always feel like such a douche when you talk about them. Like, oh, I'm in a past life. I was. I literally make a joke about it because I, and you had said it in my reading of. I feel like I have empathic abilities yep. more towards being able to tell when people are lying or disingenuous. I've always been able to tell that even from like a super young age and almost without fail, every time I've had a feeling about someone that's been negative, they've manifested themselves outwardly as an untrustworthy, untrustworthy person. Mm-hmm. The phrase, <laughs> I'm kind of empathic. Every time I say it or catch myself trying to say it, I always feel like, like, like a, a douche. or just very aware of like what it sounds like yeah. coming out of my mouth because I don't practice it. So then there isn't really anything that I can point to in my life that's like, here's where this is sort of validated. It's more just always been internalized. Yeah. And so that I totally resonate with. And that you know what? You don't you don't have to practice it to be a physical empath. Right. So. It just is. It's just that we're, it's that judgment card. Yep. I mean, it's just always that, like, and it's such a silly thing to be like, oh, what would people say? Because in most areas of my life, I feel like I don't care. But, like, for something like that, because it is so internalized and yeah. sensitive, it's like I have to protect that. So I almost instinctively make fun of myself before I even let yep. the words come out of my mouth. You know yep. what I mean? I do. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I, it's that self-deprecating. Self-preservation. And I'm going to point it out before you can point it out because the likelihood of you pointing it out in my mind is just, it's the probability. Right. Isn't that funny how we, how we do that? Yeah. That's, yeah. And you know what? I'm sure there's a lot of people that think I'm a whack job or whatever. Yeah. And you know what? I Honestly, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you think I'm crazy because I talk to dead people or because I consider myself a psychic medium or you know what I mean? And I'm not here to prove myself or validate who I am. I'm just here doing the best that I can do and hopefully leaving a good footprint. 
you know so I think when you get probably get to my age you'll be like ah fuck them you know yes. it's like when people talk about me it still hurts especially if it's somebody that I love yeah. but of course but you know what you don't you get to a point where like okay whatever yeah yeah you know that's, and that's what Rebecca was talking about I'm getting to that point of ah fuck them okay well, and just like being okay with it like you can be over there I don't need you I don't need to have every spotlight in the world loving mm-hmm. and shining on me yeah and Rebecca who also suffered from the same thing she, Rebecca loved being the center of attention. But see, and I imagine that's probably something that you're constantly at battle with for yourself because you do host a podcast. There is an element of your life that is within the public sphere, yep. but within that, that exists. There still exists a deal of anonymity. You and I were talking about this on the drive over. Yep. There's something that happens when you put yourself behind a microphone where you become an avatar version of yourself. Like, there are parts of you that are still you. The elemental framework is you. You haven't Mm -hmm. left your body. But you go into almost like a performative zone. This came up for me because I'm always like, I have to always cut so much of myself talking out of my own show because I just love to chat. There's such an element of that that I can imagine she probably spoke to that because that's like a constant struggle with being enough and not being quote too much, but still wanting to bring yourself to what you're doing. Right. You know? Well, and I think a lot of people who know me in the real world forget that my podcast self is not the person that they know. My yeah. Facebook self is not the person that they know. People fall for it. They forget that it's not our real selves. And whereas you, I feel got, right into the center of all the stuff that I mm-hmm. pushed down into my solar plexus. And so this was draining and invigorating and relieve. Can anybody else smell menthol cigarettes? I was getting a little bit of a smell. It's, I can, I can feel like, you know, that sensation when you have menthol rubbed on your skin. Mm-hmm. That's Rebecca. We smoked menthols. We, the pennies, the pranks, that's all her. Um, So I'm really glad she's still here and I'm mad at her and I'm sad she's not going to know my kids. She is. Well, yes. I just. Not in a physical way. Not in a physical way. But just, it's a reminder. It is. So would you guys say, am I what you expected? I was honestly trying to come in without any sort of expectations yeah i didn't tell you anything either no you didn't tell me anything i actually preferred that because we really only planned this yesterday yeah and i had some other people with schedule conflicts which as a a, not only friend of of kate's but as a fellow podcast producer i understand the need to kind of when stuff like that happens so i was like oh yeah i can make some time like that sounds great it'll be new as a new experience there was no part of me that came into it with like levity in any way. Like I, not that I, I feel heaviness for me at all. Right. I actually feel the opposite, but I just, this is clearly a sacred space. And so while I yep. am a person that does not hold any intentional consistent practice for myself, one of the things that is incredibly important to me is to hold the space for others and the way that they practice, which is I think probably why I work in the place that I work yeah. and, and do the things that I do. And so I was trying really hard to just sort of, which is why I think probably I was quieter at the beginning, 
just because I talk myself comfortable oftentimes. And so I just actually wanted to kind of sit with wherever I was emotionally. And so I was excited. Um, I am, I am grateful to have heard from the people that I heard from, because I think I, not that this would have in any way, I I think affected how I feel about you as Mm -hmm. a medium, but like that to me was, uh, (sighs) what did I say the other day? I said something like my dad's beliefs always kind of instilled into me an interconnectedness but in the way that you know pocahontas taught us right right that sort of um reverence for nature and things like that yes exactly right so there's a part of me that was like really hoping to connect with that type of um experience which i i feel like i felt here which i'm sure that in your reading and the way that you receive that it probably was different because it probably fell into whatever practice you hold as most sacred even if it's infrequent like mine is it was still nice for me to kind of feel like I had these nods my dad calls them just the universe telling you you're on the right path yeah and so for me the fact the people that I was hoping would show up to speak did that was really encouraging but it also I think is just in the same way that you said it is both draining in a way because you're so emotionally present and to do that as humans is, is very rare yeah. right like to actually be fully present in something is very rare so you did not meet or or not meet any sort of expectation i will say i just thoroughly not only enjoyed your time and energy but just want to say again thank you for that mm-hmm. because as someone who this is the first time i've ever experienced that I think it's really cool to be in these vulnerable places. Obviously, you will cut out whatever you want, yeah. or we'll have cut out to where people have. I'm gonna heard. sleep on it for a while. I think you see. should, but it, I like just to have been present in the room for both my connection and yours. Like, this is clearly a, a good space. I I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but like you're the real deal, like. You had you were in Florida. We barely talked without Liz. I, the things that you knew about me, Liz does not know. So it's not like you could have interviewed her ahead of time. But even Elvira, my first job was working at a haunted house, and my boss was Elvira. She dressed oh. as Elvira every day, and you know, like it was such an important place to me. And and me and Rebecca were there, and um the things that you when you're talking about her being sassy and a prankster i'm going to put this up and i'm going to tell people well i think i'm going to tell people (laughs) that hey rebecca was present uh, because she left a lot of broken hearts and they're all going to be like yup that was that fucking bitch (laughs) we loved her so much she she could have been a cult leader (laughs) um so I just, there's no way you would have had that information. There's no way. It was her. Um, just every single thing. Even when you said January, I about lost my mind. Um, well, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed your experience. and I could see how this would be addictive. Yeah. You know? Like, this is, like, really good therapy. <laughs> and so a lot of what I do with, when I do spiritual guidance and or counsel, sometimes some of these things come up. So it's the opportunity for somebody to verbalize some of these things that they've been carrying around. And that in itself is 
therapy and healing. Yeah. You know, so sometimes acknowledging that. And then the energy work, when we do that, it's, again, I'm kind of like the messenger just delivering the energy where it needs to go. But it's kind of like cutting those cords to certain events or um, certain traumas. You know, it's kind of like, imagine you're in a bubble and I inject viruses and germs in there, but then we're going to pull them out so it's just you in the bubble. So that's kind of what energy work is about. Almost like a guided meditation? Um, I have my clients either face up, face down, you don't have to get naked. I like to incorporate aromatherapy, so I'll use different oils on my hands that you'll smell around you, and I just... I use the oils that your guides tell me that you need to smell. So if somebody came, I'd say, okay, what do you hate? Because if your guide says, well, I use patchouli, but you hate it. Well, I'm not like, you know, your guide's all fine and dandy, but you're the physical person in the room. Right. Um, So, and then I will lay hands either on or around you, depending, you know, some people are like, yeah, don't touch me, just over me. Yeah. So. um, Whereas I feel like. You could just pull stuff right out. That's what I do. I pull stuff. A lot of people tell me they feel it coming out. And then I just give it to the universe to heal. So, yeah. I love you wildly. basically. thank you. I've just like, I feel physically lighter. Good. In a a way. You seriously picked up. Every single painful thing that I've been carrying around. There's everybody. Wow. Just blah. Wow. I am going to, I I feel hollowed out. Uh, So I'm going to go refill this pitcher, platter, cup, what have you. we are getting fries later. (laughs) (laughs) I am definitely hungry. Let's find some knobs on the way home. Uh, So we're sitting here again. This is Rosemary Leyleveld. I'm going to give you a lot of information here um, on how to get a hold of her because I want to reach out again. I you I'm, you're going to hear from me again in the future. Um, so, uh, Soul Sister Creations, where you can find aromatherapy, holistic, and metaphysical products. The website is www.soulsistercreations.org. It is slightly under under construction, right? Your website. Yep, we're doing some revamping. So right on. Don't you love the word revamping? I do. It's such a great word. Yep. Um, you can also reach you by telephone. Yep. Uh, the phone number here is 616-808-9156. And of course, if you're calling from outside the U.S., it's country code 1 because of American exceptionalism. Our apologies. <laughs> and then I also have an email address for you here, M-A-J-I-K-G-Y-S-C at yahoo.com. So it looks like magic gist mm-hmm. uh, Am I getting that right? So that's at yahoo.com. Check her out, guys. You got everything. <laughs> so. Yeah, and if I could just add, like, I can custom make, like, if, for your spiritual and or physical journey, I could custom make any oil, soap, lotions, or jewelry products that will be cohesive to what you're trying to do to help. Would you? Help. All right. Well, my darlings, thank you so much. Uh, Virginia, thank you. I, I really appreciate you being my guinea pig. Thank you. You can find Virginia at... Uh, what do you want? Actually, I'll let you pin yourself. You love to talk. Let's get I in here, baby. I love to talk, especially about myself. Um, no, I host a show for Fountain Street Church called Listening at the Fire. It's a podcast about conversations surrounding spirituality, history, and the things that connect us all. 
We are a pluralist institution, so I encourage listeners of all or no faith to hopefully find some sort of connection. Uh, we just had and released our 15th episode. We have brand new episodes out every other Friday at listening at thefire.podbean.com or boundstreet.org slash podcast. Perfect. Um, do you want to plug your other show? Yeah, I have a show I've been doing for a few years. It's called Super Hungry, the podcast. It's been on an indefinite hiatus for a while, mostly because my my full-time job now is actually to partially produce the podcast for Fountain Street. I am their content and communications manager, so that one has been kind of on hiatus, but there are 24 episodes that I highly recommend artists to check out if you are a working artists. The theme of the show is conversations with, quote, not so starving artists. So they are people that you know and love, but have never given up the hustle because uh, it's a craft. And um, oftentimes when we think of the term, quote, working artist, I think that there's either a picture of an A-list celebrity or sort of a busker on the streets. And there is this really fantastic middle ground that is an entire ecosystem of gloriously talented human beings who truly make their living practicing their art. So I was fortunate enough to do that for two seasons and I got to meet some of my lifelong heroes, including my mystery science theater mads, uh, Trace Bullio and Frank Conniff. Um, I had a wonderful interview with Brian McKnight is a really great episode. Jim O'Hare, who plays Gary, Jerry Larry Terry Barry Gergich on Parks and Recreation is also a really fantastic live episode we did. And I ended out my season actually talking to one of the stars of the Kevin Smith cult classic Clerks, which also really started my journey as a filmmaker when I was 13, 14, 15 and getting absorbed into the view as universe. So that show is a real joy for me because it really just allowed me to tap into something that I think I very deeply needed at the time as a working artist in my mid to late 20s. All right. Well, as always, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this was uh, this was great. You can find us on Instagram, This Podcast is Haunted, Facebook, This Podcast is Haunted, Twitter, at haunted underscore pod. We have the very amazing podcast discussion group, This Podcast is Haunted discussion group. One you of sh- my favorite groups on Facebook. You know what? Just it's 500 of the best people I've ever met. Yeah. You know, it. and like not everybody posts all the time. Sometimes there's lurkers, but it's just such a positive community uh, who, you know, we talk about spooky things and sad things in our lives. And then we also put up a lot of stuff about dick jokes because I do love a dick joke. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, you guys all bring me joy. Thank you. And then, of course, you can find us on pretty much every platform that you listen to podcasts to, including Spotify. Uh, Jen will be back soon. Everybody send, please, all your best wishes to her uh, and good energy and prayers uh, as she finishes up this grad school marathon. So she'll be home soon. So this has been uh, Rosemary, Kate, and Virginia. And we just want to say... Stay spooky, spooky motherfuckers! motherfuckers. Perfect.